coming to you live from Kearney, Nebraska on a Wednesday night. Uh, this is Matt Lautner. I'm joined by Jenna Brower Craft. Me and Jenna have been homies ever since the third grade. But uh, time ago. Yeah. She used to go to Oklahoma State when I was a young punk, as I keep referring to. And uh, this is a story that I can tell. And I, okay. I think my best Jenna Brower story is way back in 2003. Little old Chance Lautner shows a blue roan steer down at the old Kansas City American Royal. And by God, if he didn't win that sucker. You're my boy, Blue. You're my boy, Blue. <laughs> so we had... I mean, this definitely was in that period of my life I would consider the young punk days, but we actually did win the show, did it by ourselves. Me and old Troy Pollyock from Zenda, Wisconsin, sold Chance to Steer for, I think we sold him for 4000 and kept half interest in the sucker like idiots, like we could go and win the American Royal. <laughs> ended, up, ended up winning. Yeah. Steer wins the show under Judge Paul Clack. He was thought he was a pretty good one. <laughs> and uh, that night, I mean, just to tell the story, it's part of my history. We me and Me and Casey Witherspoon and Jenna Brower and Nick Smith went and acted like a bunch of idiots that night. Probably a few stories that shouldn't be told from that evening, too. But uh, <laughs> darn sure, a lot of fun, a lot of memories, and uh, always enjoyed me some JB, some JB. It was a good time. And I guess I keep referring to you as Jenna Brower, but hell, you're Jenna Craft now. Sorry about that. Hey, I think I'm actually still Jenna Brower in SL's phone. There you go. <laughs> this evening, later on this evening, we're doing a roundtable regarding the spring of 2020. And that spring probably means a lot of things to a lot of different people. For me, I was out on the road traveling during a time period whenever... Like Kent Jakey was getting called out for not going home because he'd be spreading COVID or people probably thought the same about me. I'm not trying to single out Jakey, but it was just an awkward time because I had to be on the road uh, supporting my family, you know, trying to make a living in this cruel old world. And that just sets us up for me and Jenna's conversation. You can have a lot of opinions about COVID and stuff, but uh, it's touched Jenna's family in a way that unlike any person or family that I know in the cattle business or elsewise. And I reached out to Jenna and she agreed to come on and talk a little bit about her story. Well, um, I, I remember where I was whenever it, it got real, you know, I'd been hearing about it on the news and such, and it was still mm -hmm. a long ways away and it didn't affect us. You know, life was sure. still normal. And at OYE, we were sitting there in the grand heifer drive and they shut us down. And so, you know, that was a surreal feeling at that point, a, a show of that magnitude that they just said, hey, it's over, go home. Uh, September hits, and my we were actually at a, a little free fair, and my mom was standing there, and she said, you know, I just don't feel good. I think I'm going to go on home, and she wasn't able to watch Caddo show, and the next day, it was Labor Day weekend, uh, my mom tested positive for covid so it had officially hit the Browercraft family area. Uh, Ten days into it, she had been hospitalized, and my dad had just come down with a few symptoms uh, 
just within, you know, a day or two of her being hospitalized and within three days he was hospitalized as well. So both of my parents that run 300 head of commercial cows, no full-time hired hand are now hospitalized and here SL and I are running our own cows and a full-time job and two little kids. Uh, I then took off my full-time job and became full-time rancher. I finally get them home after two weeks in the hospital and if anybody's ever, you know, battled COVID pretty heavily, it, it knocks you back for a while. So I was still helping them out full time. And I had actually quit my 11 year career within this window. Um, I was the tribal government, the government relations director for the Delaware nation for 11 years. And I just, mm. it shook us so hard that I didn't know if my parents would ever be fully recouped that they could go back to their full time ranching, you know? Yep. So that was a big life change for us. And we go on to Kansas City, have a great Kansas City, have champion Maine Angus Heifer, uh, get home. And I didn't know if I was just that out of show shape or if I was just tired from life. But uh, a couple of days after we got home, I just I was tired. And I woke up one morning and I had no smell. So I went and got me a COVID test, and sure enough, old JB had gotten the, the Rona at the Kansas City American Royal, and it was basically like, I mean, textbook from my parents when symptoms started to when they were hospitalized, 10 days from the day I got my first symptom, and your girl was hospitalized with COVID. Here I am in my early to mid-30s, and I am laying in a hospital bed fighting for my life. So I spent a week uh, fighting COVID with bilateral multifocal pneumonia. I'd gotten so sick, I'd even become septic. And I will tell you, the COVID ward in a hospital is a dark, dark place that mm. nobody wants to spend any time in. You can't have visitors. You know, the nursing staff comes in looking like they just landed on Mars with these suits on. Uh, mm. uh, it was probably five days after I got out of the hospital, my brother tested positive, which we live about 45 minutes apart from each other and hadn't seen each other. So we hadn't gotten it from each other, obviously. Uh, he ended up, I, he probably pushed it out a little bit further than my mom and not dad and I did from going in the hospital, but 39 year old, healthy, active farm guy, uh, He's then put in the hospital. Um, he went on a ventilator within 48 hours of being admitted. And within two hours on the ventilator, uh, his heart stopped. We lost my 39-year-old brother to COVID. So that was a lot in a short amount of time for us and COVID. Uh, so as you can say, COVID rocked our world. No kidding. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I can't imagine. It's just, uh, you think of, I think of my family members uh, at such a young age. It's just hard to imagine how you uh, go on from that. It's, it's, it's difficult to grasp why. This might be a little deep for the podcast, but why I got to come home and he didn't. That's probably. 
my biggest thing. And you just never imagined, Matt, that he wouldn't have come home. I mean, a normal, active farming and ranching guy worked full time for John Deere. And I mean, within days, just gone. So I I will say, I mean, it's still super surreal. And I, I don't feel some days that it's real obviously but uh it shook me up I feel like in a good way because it well there's nothing good out of it but the only good thing I could have taken it out of it is sure I got me back I put me back you know as a priority and you know I I used to work out loved working out before I had the kids because I only had to worry about me and my cows you know and after having two kids and being a full-time working mom, I just put Jenna on the back burner and uh, it, it shined a big light on me and my overall health and fitness. And in the last year I've gotten me back in control of my body and making sure I was healthy. Cause I never wanted to find myself in that situation again. There's no easy way to transition from your life experience. I mean, it's just incredible what you have gone through as a family and uh, personally with your brother and uh, all four of you to go into the hospital and only three of you come out. It's just pretty uh, surreal, even just hearing the story. I don't know if there's people still out there, uh, you know, they're, the COVID's still real and it's still going around. And uh, sometimes I get frustrated by some of the stuff that happened in terms of the lockdowns, but mm-hmm. any anytime I got to bickering too much about it, I mean, honestly, your your family went through my mind. You know, it's like, it's real. But uh, yep. anyways, it's just an amazing time. I, I say this sometimes. It's just an amazing time in world history with all that's going on, and doesn't seem like there's any accountability for the Chinese for releasing the damn bug. Uh, and that would be if we lived in any sort of sane world that would be the first thing that would happen is somebody would pay for releasing that goddamn thing mm-hmm. but uh it's just crazy crazy time right now the last couple of years yeah and you know you would think my family going through what we've done we would be you know super crazy about masking vaccines you know staying away from people but in all honesty i probably learned to live you know life like it was your last day here more than mm. being scared of it thankful that you feel uh, in a better place and no i don't even know what to say actually but uh uh tell tell ann i love her uh i, I always enjoy coming to anna darko and running through the calves and she's a well warm as a person as a as i meet down there in oklahoma so uh well, come see us again i know she'd love to see you you betcha yep thanks for having me matt see ya. yep bye, bye.